Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Okay, um, this is an episode that I have been just so excited to do, and I finally got the time to sit down. I am talking to like the person that you would want to talk to if you want to know more about multi-level marketing and the insidious nature of it. My, I'm totally fangirling right now. I'm, I'm on this dopamine high. So thank you for that. <laughs> Mr. Robert Fitzpatrick, please introduce yourself and tell people who don't know who you are, who you are. So thank you, Roberta. I'm happy to be on this, on the, on your podcast and uh, commend you for, for doing this. Uh, public education, consumer education, adult education. I think it all fits into those categories. So um, uh, I'm the author of the book, uh, Ponzi-nomics, The Untold Story of Multi-Level Marketing. I also wrote an earlier book on multi-level marketing almost 20 years ago now called False Profits. And um, during these past uh, two decades, I've also managed and maintained a consumer education website, which back when it was launched uh, was quite a lonely venture. There were, was very, very little on the internet or anywhere uh, about multi-level marketing that was independent and critical and examination of it called Pyramid Scheme Alert. That's a nonprofit. That website uh, is a information resource, totally non-commercial, has no ads on it either. So it's non-profit, non-commercial. And it wasn't just I, it was uh, two other people were involved who were authors as well to launch that. And it's been supported with uh, donations and my own labors of love over the years. Um, uh, today, I think the world is so different. I mean, there are just a myriad of, of websites and podcasts and blogs out there now and even documentaries and television series that are beginning to reveal an amazing reality that has been obscured or concealed for all this time on multi-level marketing. So um, in the course of all that, I uh, ended up doing quite a bit of uh, work in uh, courtrooms as an expert witness over 35 cases and I've been a resource to the media because reporters, like everybody else, uh, find reasons to be writing or researching multi-level mind discover as so many say, gee, I went out there, I thought I'd find something about it. All I get is propaganda, even websites that say critical examination, uh, you know, turn out to be recruiting sites. And uh, also they encounter the, the compensation plan or something like that and they can't figure it out and and they they think what's what's wrong with this picture what's that because they've studied all kinds of write about all kinds of things in business in the world and never really encountered such a strange phenomenon as this so i always reassure them yeah you've walked into a a strange dream world you know where a hall of mirrors nothing is what it seems to be and uh, help them unravel it. So I've been a resource for the media quite a bit also. Yeah, um, and, and that's so interesting because my 
experience in this uh, anti-MLM, which you say in your book is just such a silly term because it's like being anti-murder or anti-cult. It's like, really, I think everybody, when they really see what MLM is, becomes anti-MLM almost instantly. Um, but what's what's interesting is, is my um, uh, journey in the anti-MLM uh, advocacy is mirroring yours in certain ways where I was also a, an expert witness in a pyramid scheme lawsuit just recently. And I did a documentary and I've been working with the media for the last three and a half years. And so, I mean, your advocacy and, and your education is, is, is sort of like my end goal. I think, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I love that we have this new generation of people Unfortunately, we have this new generation of people that were swindled and, and scammed and are speaking out now. But like you said, with the invention of the internet and, and how easy information is, is found and received, um, this movement really has gained a lot of speed and is, is growing every day, which I think is, is that something that you're just very excited about as well? I mean, you've been in this for 40 years and you're finally seeing that it's yeah, not quite 40 years, but uh, yeah, it is quite amazing. It's awesome to me. I mean, it, it sometimes it, it seems unreal because, you know, most of my experience in this field, which is a latter part of my life. I mean, I had a whole other life before all this that did in many ways prepare me. I, I was involved in industry as a consultant and also a trade association manager for uh, companies that were distributors, real distributors, not, not MLM dis distributors. These were actual distribution companies. So I was very familiar. I was very comfortable with the notion of supply chains and commission schedules and multi-tiered levels of, of a supply chain with each getting some portion. I understand what end users are and incentives and so on. So none of that, uh, you know, when they talk this gibberish in multi-level marketing about business models and so on, uh, I was very conversant in that already. And so, <clears throat> um, but yes, uh, as I began it, it was a very lonely, dark field. Uh, and, and the media often treated me as a crackpot I, I, I mean, I've been called that, but it was a crackpot, kind of like, well, oh, you think you know more than the FTC? I mean, they're the Chamber of Commerce, the Better Business Bureau. I mean, there are members of Congress that support this. What about the celebrities? It was even blessed by a famous clergyman, you know, and you're trying to say it's all a fraud and a scam and that nobody makes money at this except a tiny little group at the, you, you, you must, you know, there's some, something, what's wrong with you? You know, what happened to you that you would talk like that? You know, yes, that whole, like, why are you so bitter, Robert? You must yeah, have gotten yeah. scammed too. Like, yeah. well, that's <laughs> which why is I, true because you were involved in, in these airplane games, which were like, yeah, I was involved in, in one, one instance of the airplane game, but I didn't come away from that bitter by any means. I was fascinated. I, I was uh, entranced. I wanted to understand what it was, not because I was harmed. I actually was not, I mean, it was nothing, but 
um, it was what I saw occurring within my community, within myself from that. What was that? And the wonderful thing about the airplane game as a, uh, a, a laboratory for me was it, it, uh, it really didn't have a leader. You know, it, it, it was a grassroots phenomenon, a true popular mania, a delusional thing that spread but it had all the exact elements of the pyramid scheme, the, the cover story, the higher purpose and things like this, um, which are identical in multi-level. So I was able to kind of look at it in a more raw fashion, a more fundamental, essential, the essential ingredients. Whereas when you enter an MLM, you, you're immediately diverted with these things about a product that, you know, is it really, does it really stop aging? Does, does it really, you know, uh, and so on. Uh, then you have this corporate facade of a brand and, a, you know, and then the leaders and, and some of them are even sold on the stock exchange. So I didn't have to deal with all of that. So I was able to sort of penetrate to the heart of this thing fairly early on. But still, it took me a long time because I was so isolated. And we're only a handful of us. To, and today, it's, it's just, it's gone completely different. But I, I still think even at today's level, there are, lev there are much, much more levels to get to of awareness about this uh, that, that I, I see occurring too. I see an evolution occurring in, in the anti-MLM movement now. Yeah, um, I see it as well. You know, I've... Obviously, I'm not as a veteran like you. I've only been doing this since uh, 2017 um, when I left my MLM. Um, but I saw everything that you talk about in your book, like every single manipulation, every single um, trick, every single swindle, everything. I was like, yep, yep, yep. And I think a lot of my listeners, when they hear my story, they go, yep, yep, yep. So that's why I'm constantly like, you guys need to read this book, Ponzinomics. It's fantastic. Um, again, I will always, I'll put all of this stuff so you can get your own copy down in, in the show notes. But for real, you guys, I've, I've said it before. This is like the anti-MLM Bible. Like if you have, I have in any argument I have with anybody, I'm like, let me get Ponzinomics really quick. There's a, there's a statistic in here that I can share. The, the research behind this book is fantastic and you guys need to get it. You need to read it. You need to educate yourself so that you can educate the masses as well. Like Robert's saying, it's this avalanche of people just coming and waking up and realizing that this is a scam and saying, oh, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I was told it is. I need to warn everybody else too. So what I want to do with Robert today, since he's here, we are going to break down um, one of the chapters in his book that's called Anatomy of a Pyramid Scheme. So we really can see the difference between you know, what a pyramid scheme is, what multi-level marketing is, and what the difference is. <laughs> and I hope that most of you um, will be a little surprised, I think. Um, I don't know. Let's find out, right? <laughs> so, um, so in your book, in, in this chapter, Anatomy of a Pyramid Scheme, let's see. Um, there you have there's four cornerstones to what makes an MLM an MLM. And um, I, I think we should just break down each one and explain it in the most basic terms so that anybody listening can go, oh, okay, I get that. Does that sound okay? 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's the way to, to do it. Let me offer one little preface to that. Um, if if you if you had encountered uh, a person who befriended you or someone even romantically uh, uh, involved with, and this person tells you about where they're from, what they do for a living, and how much they care about you, and and uh, give you a story about this, and then how they would like to help you and be with you, and so on. Um, and you become involved with this person, only later to discover that this person was not who they said they were, that they did not do this work that they claimed they were in, that in fact, they had an ulterior motive for even approaching you to begin with, you would be devastated, right? And you would realize, but wait a minute, we spent time together, he said this or she said that, and you would say, how could that be? It would be an incredible life experience. And it would take you a while to unravel it, to say, could that really have happened? And why did I fall for it? And why did I not ask that question? That's analogous to entering the MLM world. It's not what it claims to be. And that's what people don't they don't ask those questions at the beginning. They assume that it is what it purports to be. And I'm, there's so much out there in the world that reinforces that, that tells you, well, why would you question this? But when I am asked that question, hey, what's the difference between MLM and a pyramid scheme? As I, in that chapter, I said, well, let's first make a little distinction here. We kind of know what a pyramid scheme is. That's not so hard. Robbing Peter to pay Paul, endless chain, infinite, unsustainable, right? Everybody kind of knows that. But now you asked me, compare it, distinguish that from, a, from multi-level marketing. Have you yourself, the person asking that question, can you define multi-level marketing for me? You've asked me to distinguish that from a pyramid scheme. So tell me what, what it is. Well, amazingly, most people realize they never actually asked that question. They assumed it was one, direct selling. So, okay, have you ever met anybody that actually earned a living sustainably, profitably, just selling MLM products to friends and neighbors, as they say, over and over again, month after month, making a nice little side hustle money? No. Never in 20 years, I've never met one. Okay, so well, let's put that aside. Maybe it's not direct selling. Income opportunity. Okay, how many people who have ever been in it actually made money? We're using the word opportunity, that has some meaning. Well, geez, they hadn't really asked that question. They got a little bit of information here, there, data, but when they discover that the percentage of people who have ever actually made a net profit from multi-level marketing as a percentage of all the people that have been involved is statistically doesn't exist. You can't even graphically illustrate it. It's so small. It's a tiny percent of a percent of a percent, right? So, okay, but now if it's not direct selling and if it's not an income opportunity, then what actually is it? And that's the question that, um, 
So that's the question I, I, I urge uh, people to adopt is that you don't know. Maybe you don't know. There's a good place to start from. I don't know what it is. They call it multi-level marketing, but that's just like a, a word. I don't even know what it means, multi-level. But didn't they say that the levels are infinite, unlimited? So it's not multi, it's infinite. And are they really levels like vice president, executive vice president? No, because you don't actually have responsibility for these people below you. You're independent, so you're not really holding a corporate office of some kind. It's just a marker of recruiting, actually, is all that is. And do you actually market? Actually, you're prevented from marketing. You can't go in, on eBay. You can't go on Facebook and so on. You, you, you don't market. And who actually would be buying it other than you and other people who get recruited? So there's really no market. You are the market. So the word doesn't make any sense. So as a consequence, then I, I try to invite people. Well, then let's take it apart. You know, like you would a gadget or something. Let's take it apart and see what's what what it's made up of. And it comes down to, as you said, the four these four items there. There are four things really. Yeah. And, uh, um. One of the things that you say in here is, and I I highlighted these because, um, I actually highlighted it twice because I used a yellow and then at night I couldn't see and I ended up re-highlighting it in pink and then I underlined it again. So I know that this is a very important part because I come back to this passage a lot, but it says, um, the first one says, whatever MLM is, you can't know, and you can't know it until you have removed the outer costume, which is something I say here too. A lot of these quote unquote businesses are just wearing a different Halloween costume, changing in your driveway, coming right back up and, and ringing your doorbell again. Um, so you, you have to remove the outer costume, the hype, the claims, the presentations, uh, which are demonstrably useless and misleading. Again, I don't think anybody that's been in these companies disagrees with that statement. That is wonderful. And this is the thing I triple highlighted. Um, without without <laughs> systematic study, it is beyond comprehension. Even then, the only way you could actually understand how MLM works out, out in practice is to join. And that way you would see how it all works and all the variables interact from experience. But by then it's too late. And I completely agree with that. Like I never understood anything about the ins and outs of multi-level marketing until I was in and until I was up high enough that I had to know these things. And that's when I was like, ooh, this onion's rotten. Peeling away all those layers and going, ooh, this is not like you said. And like I said too, it's not what I signed up for and it's not what it appears. I was told this was a business. I was told this was an income opportunity. I was told this was a blessing that this yeah. was going to strengthen you, my family. If you disagree with that, if somebody says, I don't think it's any of those things, you are always told, well, you just don't understand it. That's right. your problem. And the double speak is this is so easy to understand. Yeah. But if you don't understand it, that's your fault. Yes. Because yes. we made it very easy to understand. So that's another, like, like you talk about the MLM double speak. It's that sort of thing. So um, yes. Um, and I love this. We're in here. You're talking about the talking to the reporters and, and nobody understands when you say what's MLM, everybody just thinks they know that it's this business that moms do at home to sell lipstick to their friends and people make, you know, a hundred dollars a month and a hundred dollars a month can buy you Starbucks every day. Like, isn't that something you would want? Let's do all this work so you can have fancy coffee. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. 
Okay. Yeah. So the first cornerstone of a multi-level marketing company is the endless chain. So can you explain that? The endless chain. Right. So the endless endless chain is this the first requirement for multi-level minds, so defining what I would call this is a, a universal characteristic, that is all of them have it. <clears throat> and it's a defining characteristic. So it's essential, you know, it's, without it, it wouldn't be multi-level marketing. And this is an, a necessary ingredient to make it multi-level marketing and all of them exhibit this. So the endless chain is of course, an impossible creature. It's a theoretical thing that it's, uh, it, it involves infinity, uh, it, it involves continuous expansion forever. All of these things are impossible in the physical world. So that's why in the past, anything in business that involved an endless chain, like a chain letter, like a Ponzi scheme, the Ponzi scheme was based on, here's the deal, I'll pay you X amount of money on your investment. But where did the per person running the scheme get the money? Well, they had to go recruit some new people to get their money, to give the earlier ones their promised return. But what about the new ones they just recruited? They made the same promise. That's how they got their money. So that doesn't work. And it's bound to fail. And the people at the end are going to lose and it doesn't have to go forever. It's going to forever as long as it runs, it's going to doom the vast majority who will be at the end. That's why traditionally endless chains were considered business frauds or schemes. They were tricks, they play on math, but that's, that's an essential element of multi-level market. People just walk right past that. Well, wait a minute, how could it work? How could the last person in always have to recruit more? You can't have more forever. So there right. must be some limit. No, there's no limit. In fact, we call it all the time, unlimited income. The sky yes. is the limit and so on. So there's the first ingredient. Then right. Without any judgment on it, just that's, remember, this is the first defining element. It's an unlimited, endless chain um, one of the ways that I explain that to people, because they're like, what do you mean an endless chain? And I said, it's like a chain letter. You never take your name off of. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a chain letter. You never take your name off of. Yes. And instead yes. of just sending $1 to the person on the top, you send them 40 cents. And then the person underneath you send them like 30 cents and you send them like 20 cents and down the chain. Like you said, the last one's in the last one's in only pay the money. There's no one behind them to to give them the money. So there's no money coming. It from has outside. to be endless because yeah. the last one in is the loser. So there right. always has to be somebody after that last person. So that last person isn't the loser, but exponentially that's impossible. Yeah. Um, and you don't and just need one person. Remember <laughs> too, it's, it's a, it's an expanding endless chain. Right. So Cause it's not just one person. Money, you, you've got to get five and the, right. the five have to get five. So if you just plot that out, you'll see that the, the great majority, in some cases, virtually everybody is at the bottom. They're in the bottom couple levels. Well, if you have to have people below you to make money, then you're doomed by the position that you can work as hard as you want and be as amb ambitious and believe and so on. But, but by position, you're going, but 
So the endless chain is the first, first quad. Now, right away, most people, I start looking at that, they go, you know, right, I, I, that sort of went right past me. How does that work? It can't work, can it? An endless chain, what other business on earth is based on an endless chain? You have salespeople, they're at the bottom. Now they go out and sell to customers. Maybe those customers buy over and over again, but that doesn't happen in multi-level marketing. There's no outside market there. So it's based on you have to recruit and they recruit and they recruit forever and ever and ever. Right. And also there is very, very little retention in MLM because 80% of people usually quit in the first year because they realize this endless chain is, is, is not sustainable. And so constantly having people leaving. And so then you're constantly having to not only add people onto your team, but replace those that leave. Because when you, those legs start to fall apart and all that work, quote unquote, that you put in means nothing. When some, some load bearing person leaves, then you have to replace it and you have to scramble. I remember having to do that. And I was like, this is not sustainable. It took me a year. I, I can't do this again. So, so that's that a, is that, quitting, and, and even yeah. more endless. The quitting is a consequence of the unsustainable nature of it. People, even if they haven't figured out that this thing is designed in an unsustainable manner, and even if they don't really know about exponential math, like I've used this over and over again, you know, one times five times five, you got 25 times five, you got 125. You can only go 10 more levels and you would run out of people on the planet earth. So that's including babies and grandmas. And that's that's not just, that's not just 18 to 65. Like that's That's everybody. That's also like third world countries that don't even have this and places that would never even know this exists and don't even have like modern conveniences. Those people need to be recruited as well. (laughs) But even if you didn't grasp that or hadn't thought that through, uh, the, the sheer experience of this chain business uh, winds up causing people to quit because um, you don't have to go to the ends of the earth. You know, for example, Roberta, you, you recruit five friends and, you, and now those five friends are enrolled under you in your downline. And then you tell them, well, you can get five friends now each. Well, the first thing they'll encounter is, hey, well, wait a minute. First of all, you were one of my friends. You're already in. And then of the five, you know, many of them have the same friends. So right away, there becomes a social saturation that begins right away. You don't have to go to China or India or, you know, or wherever you happen to be. Uh, uh, The unsustainable, so it's a it's a trick. It's, it's amazing that it can be portrayed to seem so easy and feasible when it is actually unfeasible, impossible, and it can't happen. And yet, so there's the first characteristic. Now, again, an endless chain is identified with fraud, Ponzi schemes, and chain letters. And that's in a first characteristic of a multi-level marketing. And it's the only business on earth like this. There is no other, you can do, you can say, well, the stock market, you know, the value of your stock kind of depends on what the next level will buy. But even there, no, underneath that, there's a business that that is making a profit, that is producing a good or doing some, that helps 
determine the price of the share. So the, the, the stock market is not based entirely on just who's going to pay more, right? It's also based on what the company does. So, but speculating in the stock market, by the way, is not a business. That's a speculative security, uh, you know, that's speculating. But try and find a business that is based on, on, on the endless chain. It, it, it doesn't exist. It can't exist because generally it's illegal. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's why you don't, it's unsustainable. Right. The endless chain is illegal and, and unsustainable. Yeah. It's, it's illegal because it's unsustainable. So if you're selling me an endless chain, you've just sold me, you know, uh, water uh, land that's underwater or whatever. You know, you've sold me the Brooklyn Bridge. So yeah, I got some powdered water to sell you. Just add water. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've sold me a trick. You've tricked me. You've you've scammed me. Yeah. If if I sold you an endless chain proposition. I've already scanned, but that is the first characteristic, defining, essential, universal characteristic of a multi-level marketing. Right. And then the second one, which um, I think a lot of people deny this and multi-level marketing has a really good way of sort of getting around these things and being like, see, we don't do this. It's because it's this, it's a discount, whatever. It's the pay to play, which is obviously in a pyramid scheme, you have to pay to play. And in multi-level marketing, we find that it's the same. You have to pay to play. That's right. And if you didn't have to pay, for example, pay nothing, as in some chain letters, you know, maybe you've ever received. I mean, I haven't received one in a long, long time, but I've gotten occasionally um, an email chain letter or something. And it'll say, um, you know, you have to send this on to five other people. uh, And if you don't, you're going to have bad luck. You know, but if you do, you will have these blessings and wonderful things will happen. Okay, so I, you know, that's a parlor game. That's that's kind of fun and it's silly, um, but it could be a way of just networking or something like that, or send this out to and get the message out, you know, to five other people. And there's nothing illegal about that until and unless you said and send five bucks, right? So until you send $5. So when you put money into it, now the illusory nature of the endless chain, the impossibility of it, when it gets, when you start putting money, now it becomes fraud. Now it becomes fraud. You can believe in an endless chain if you want to. You can believe in eternity. Nothing wrong with that. But if you start attaching money to it, now it becomes fraud. So in multi-level marketing, the first thing you have to do is pay right? You, you, you can't just join the chain. You get no territory of any kind. There's nothing you actually tangibly own because everybody can own it. So if everybody can own it, nobody can own it. So um, then you, they tell you, well, now you're authorized reseller and go out and resell it. Um, but you discover, well, there's the same kind of products that are in the grocery store or online. They're a third of the price. Also, there's like 3,000 other people selling the same product. I'm not going to be able to really retail it. But then they tell you, well, there's one other character, you know, way you can make money. You can get overrides, bonuses, re- and commissions on the purchases of other people who you, whom you enroll into your team. Um, but for you to main, to get that reward, you have to maintain a quota and the quota could be generated by your downline. 
or it could be generated by you. Some of them require you to have a a quota of purchasing, even if your downline meets the quota, that you still have to have a certain personal purchasing level. So you're buying, you're going to buy. After you get in, you may also be told, well, you know, I'm not doing so well. Well, did you go to the extravaganza conference? Well, no. Oh, man, that's a good one. (laughs) Extravaganza. Of course, you didn't have to go, but, you know, if you want to be successful, so effectively you have to go to these events too and they cost money so to participate you got to pay to join you got to buy product and all kinds of other stuff you may you may have to buy sales leads you may have to uh, buy books or whoever so pay to play it's not free it's never free it's not free you always pay and the, it is the money that you are putting in and all the other people that actually constitute the revenue for this company right but, the, the robbing peter to pay paul like you yeah, are peter that's in this up, situation you are peter and paul is your upline that's and um, some ways that uh, there's so many people like well it's free to join my mlm you, you know you say it's a pay to play and i didn't pay anything um, here are other ways that you might pay. Like you were saying, the enrollment fee, um, any sort of kit that you're buying, a discounted kit, like, ooh, you have 24 hours to buy these kits, these additional add-ons, they're an even steeper discount. So those additional steep discount, you know, beginner kits, business building kits, and some of those are ridiculously expensive I've seen on these websites. Um, again, then you have to pay for your website. I had a girl on this podcast. She said, I was paying $10 a month for a website. I'm like, you could run your own website for 99 cents a month. Like it, and they also um, like to prey upon the fact that most people don't know that you can get a website for 99 cents a month. So when they're like, oh, we take care of all of it for $10. That's such a good deal. You go, oh, it is a good deal because you don't know any different. So they also take advantage of the fact that you just don't know better, which I think is really predatory and scammy. Um, like you said, quotas, um, other things that you have to purchase, supplies, even on the back end that the company's never going to see you or see any of that. I mean, sometimes, but like I had to buy racks and hangers and all of this stuff. Um, and people are like, well, you, no one forced you to buy that. Well, here's the thing. I had to buy it because I had clothes and I had to hang them and store them somewhere. Then I spent $300 on supplies and I'm even more indebted to my commitment to this business because I have this sunk cost fallacy that now I've spent additional money outside to be a real business. And I have all these other things that I'm paying to be a part of. Um, Also promo items like logo t-shirts that you're going to wear. So people go, oh, what's that on your shirt? Oh, I sell it. Um, Items for for giveaways, uh, samples to hand out. Uh, We were were told to hand out leggings constantly. I probably gave away $100 in free leggings every week, if not more. Yeah, Um, At my cost. One thing that fits into the same subject of pay to play. In the past, uh, very often, these schemes, multi-level marketing schemes, because this is a a thing that has evolved over time. And every once in a while, some of them still do this, like the one you were speaking about, LuLaRoe got, I think, was waved a red flag at regulators because they would tell people to start off, well, you need inventory as much as $5,000 of inventory, right? I spent 9,000. Yeah. Most MLMs do not do that. See, most of them, 
instead of getting you to buy $5,000 of inventory, they just tell you, you have a monthly quota. So the monthly we had those too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the monthly quota can be a, that's right. They had both. So the monthly quota can be $100, 200, 250 or so, and it can escalate as you, as you go up too, that you have to be, and you can meet that quota uh, by selling, if, recruiting, getting your down or, and or buying yourself. So it's a, it's, in other words, it's, it's, a, it's a, a way of front loading. They use that term. We don't front load. No, you gradually front load. So at the end of six months, gee, I've spent $4,000 here, but I only spent it a couple hundred dollars a month. Well, they did front load you, but they did it in such a way that it didn't wave a red flag at the Federal Trade Commission that, hey, they, they're, this, they're trying to you know, grab all their money up front. No, this is a long con. It's not a short con. It's not something that I'm going to flim flam you and then never see you again. No, I'm going to keep you around for maybe 10 years, if I could. Now, I might soak you for everything you own. I might get you to mortgage your house, right? That's the thinking of the MLM. That's the potential and how predatory it can be. It's not a quick scam. This is something that will take every dollar you've got as long as you keep believing it. And so, and they have all the mechanisms, as you said, all these various ways for you to keep paying, keep paying, keep paying. So yeah. pay to play. Pay to uh -huh. play is intrinsic to this essential universal characteristic of, of multi-level marketing. Now, the first one is the endless chain trick. The second one is you've got to keep paying, pay to start and then keep paying, keep, keep paying, keep paying. I, uh, I had a girl that I interviewed, um, and one of the reasons she realized that she was losing money was that she started budgeting and she realized that 10 months, or, or I'm sorry, $10 every month was being hemorrhaged into this MLM that she was barely even, and she's like, wait a second, like, I'm not even doing anything and I'm losing money in this. Like, it's, it's just taking money of my, out of my account every single month. Yeah. She's like, I'm not even selling. And so yeah. that was when she was like, wait a second and canceled it and started looking into this and was like, wow, this is a swindle. Yeah. And, and so it's interesting, like, cause I talked to so many survivors of these cults that um, sometimes the, the reasons and the ways that they realized and they woke up are, are the things that are, that we're literally talking about today. Like this pay to play. She was like, oh my God, I'm paying for nothing every month. They're taking $10 from me every month. Um, I hear a lot of stories about people getting on auto ships, even customers that they join and it's a mandatory three month auto ship and they can't get out of it. Even after the first month when they're like, this shampoo sucks, they still have to purchase two more months or pay a crazy cancellation fee. So I always tell people, freeze your account, <laughs> remove your financial information from these auto ships, call your bank, say, don't process anything from this company and protect yourself because this pay to play thing. It doesn't just uh, start on the consultant side. Like it, it gets the, the end users. I mean, there's only like 10% actually of end users in this industry, but it gets those end users too. So I talk that everybody's affected by multi-level marketing and people are like, I wasn't, I wasn't in a multi-level marketing company. And I was like, yeah, but you got stuck on the auto ship girl. Okay. You were affected too. So um, I don't there, think a lot of people understand. About this. The other question about pay to play, you know, like the way you described it, you know, it's predatory, it's deceptive, manipulative, 
uh, and harmful, causing people to buy stuff they don't need, don't want, and then paying fees that are grossly overstated, computer fees, back office fees, marketing fees, all this stuff. Why don't people notice that? Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. 
Get registered there in minutes, and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See at the polls. Well, one reason they don't notice it is because right from the start, um, you were diverted from looking at the, the, the normal elements that go into due diligence. Because when you enter an MLM and you say, well, what is the opportunity? So you would expect in a normal business to say, well, there's this market and that we have this business. Here are the competitors and here's our product. No, they say, you say, well, what, tell me about this business. I've, I've heard a lot about it. Well, now, Roberta, what do you want in life, right? That's the question they ask you. They don't answer the question. They ask you a question. And they're all rhetorical. They're all like the most basic, of course, yes, I would answer yes, rhetorical questions. Like, don't you want to be financially free? Some of them are more than rhetorical. They're very designed. They're designed to take you out of this area where you would ask questions like how many people have joined how many people are involved in my area uh, um, what's the average income instead now you're thinking are there some things for your children that you would like to provide that you haven't been able to provide for them oh my god yes there are are there things in life you would like to have done that you never have yet done are you kind of disappointed in your life so far oh my god how did they know that right so now they've brought you into this other world and you're fantasy. Not, it's a fantasy world. And because they're going to tell you that this program can answer all of this thing. Meanwhile, you never did notice that you had to buy that toothpaste for three or shampoo for three months in a row. No, you know, you can't get out of it without paying a big penalty. You didn't notice the quota on there. You didn't notice the back off because you have been brought into this other area that they have brought, led you into the fantasy world where everything is possible and all you have to do is believe, right? Right. Not think, believe. (laughs) Believe, faith, have faith, trust us, have faith in us. We want what's best for you. And I'm like, no, you don't. You want my money. All that goes into the pay to play is the diversion and that's why many people will say, I didn't pay. I didn't, I didn't pay anything. Uh, yes, you did. And look at this and this and this and this. And they, oh my God, well, I didn't think of that as paying, you know? Right. Well, a lot of people, um, my critics will be like, why are you complaining? You got a free cruise. And I was like, girl, I spent like almost four grand on that free cruise. I don't live in Florida. <laughs> so I had to fly there. I don't have a car in Florida. So I had to rent one. Actually, I had to get an Uber. I got an Uber to the hotel I had to stay in the night before because the, the boat left early in the morning and then another Uber to the dock. And then plus the food packages and the drink packages and the excursions was not a free trip. I mean, if I just wanted to sit on the boat and do nothing, then sure. Thanks. It still wouldn't have been free though, because I had no way to get there. And, and then that's even more pay to play. I know that LuLaRoe wasn't getting that airline money, but LuLaRoe was benefiting from my sunk cost fallacy. Like, well, I paid $300 on this airline ticket. I might as well go. Might as well go to the conventions while I'm there. I might as well show my face. It's just, it continues. Nothing is free in this industry. Nothing, nothing, 
not even the free sample that the lady at Starbucks was like, your skin looks dry. Are you trying to lose that five pound extra pounds? Here's a free sample. Those weren't even free for her. She also had to buy those. The company does not provide free samples for their sellers to hand out. Nothing is free. Nothing is free. So it's all, it's all pay. It's, it's pay, pay to play. So you, you got your endless chain and pay to play. There's the, there's two, two of the four right there. Right. And the third one, which is, I have so many personal examples of this one is the recruiting mandate, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. goes back into the endless chain, but a little different and a little more insidious than just the endless chain, but they do go yes. hand in hand. So this recruiting yeah. mandate, Robert, tell us what that uh, means. So again, we, 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 earlier we, described the the endless chain is an inherently deceptive uh unsustainable trap it, it it's a it doesn't exist it's normally illegal to base a proposition on it except in multi-level marketing but everywhere else it's considered a ponzi scheme robbing peter to pay paul and so on which is impossible you there are not going to be enough peters to keep paying the pauls um, and then they've got this myriad ways of, of, of you paying. Now, how do you actually make money then? You say, okay, I, I, got, I got the idea, what I have to do, and the, this infinite chain that's going to be pouring money. How do I get access to that money? It's a pot of gold. One, five, 25, 125, 625, over 3,000 now in just five levels. My God, I went in on that. What do I have to do? Well, you have to recruit. You have to do it. You have to recruit. I do personally. So the responsibility for in for perpetrating the endless chain. Now I have to go and represent it to other people, just as it was represented to me. If I don't, I say, well, I don't want to do that. I, I'm not a marketing guy. I'm not a sales guy. I don't want to do that sort of thing. Well, good luck. There's no money. Well, wait a minute. Couldn't I sell the product as door to door? Go ahead. Give it a shot. Yes, you can. In fact, you've got, you know, you're going to be buying it at, at 40% discount. So it's, it's normally $10. You're only going to pay $6. So, you know, if you sell it, you get four, $4 right there. Okay. Try it. Try selling toothpaste, anti-aging cream, vitamin pills, just to your friends, family, where are you going to find these people? Why would they buy from you? Why wouldn't they buy from another person? Because there's plenty of them selling that same product at the same price. What did they need it for to begin with? What if they do price comparison? What if they've never heard of your brand? (laughs) This is a hard sell. This is going to be a very hard sell. It's yeah. going to be hard to find people. It's going to be hard to sell it to them. It's going to be hard to keep selling it. It doesn't work. There is no such thing. There is no direct selling. There's only one way to make money. And how do I know that for sure? Because the only people that do make money, and there are, there is this little tiny group. How did they do it? Recruiting massively, relentlessly, obsessively, 24-7, recruit, recruit, recruit. That's what it's all about. And so that's an essential element. Now, um, that's not the same thing as selling. Again, you're not selling because you can't really sell. You are enrolling. And you're in, people have to sign a contract. 
you're duplicating yourself, right? That's the idea. If you're a, if you're a salesperson door to door, you don't go to the door saying, how would you like to become a salesperson like me? No, that's not selling. That's something else. It's called recruiting. And uh, so stop calling it selling. You know, just that is such a, a funny, even like thing to think of that when you open your door and someone's like, hi, would you, would you like to be a salesperson like me? Like if someone came to your door and said that, I just yeah. like, I'm sorry, what did you just say yeah, to me? I don't, don't think I do. You what know? are you selling me? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, what are you selling right? me? What are you and that, selling that, me? Is the, that is also the, the uh, people talk about you've entered the hall of mirrors, right? You say, what am I selling? You're selling the opportunity. Opportunity to do what? The opportunity to sell an opportunity. I got that. Opportunity to do what? Well, there is no what. It's just the opportunity to sell the opportunity, sell the opportunity. That's really what you're selling. That's the same product. I don't care if it's toothpaste, shampoo, anti-aging, life insurance. It doesn't matter. The real business is selling the opportunity to sell the opportunity to sell the opportunity. That's all you're selling. Of course, Absolutely. that's sustainable. So Absolutely. recruiting, recruiting, that's all you can do. That's all there is. And that's essential in multi-level marketing. That's a defining characteristic. You know, so the endless chain, <laughs> right? The pay to play. And you have to re recruit. There's you get. We've got yeah, um, it's very interesting because when I was on the stand uh, doing my deposition against LuLaRoe for the Washington case, um, that was something that their lawyers brought up. They said, Roberta, let's look at your numbers. And I said, this will be fun. <laughs> so they pull up my numbers and they say, in 18 months, you spent 78,000. I mean, these are all rounded $78,000 in inventory. I said, oh, geez, wow. And then they said, and you sold like, six or uh, 83 or something. Right. So my business in 18 months made $5,000, like buying and selling leggings and shirts made $5,000 in 18 months. Mm -hmm. Then they show my recruiting numbers and my bonuses. And it was over $65,000. And I, I looked and I wanted to ask them what they thought this evidence was proving because it was LuLaRoe that was presenting this evidence to me. And I said, I, I don't know. This proves like this proves it's about recruiting right here. And they were like, well, Roberta, you know, if you were to sell this much, it seems like you're missing $40,000 in inventory. Where is it? And I was like, it's in my garage. Like, are, is this a real question you're asking me? Like, how does this, how is this prove anything on your side? This 100% goes with everything I say and everything this case is about that the only money that sustainable money that I made in 18 months came from recruiting checks. Right. Right. And, and uh, of course their, their job is to um, maintain the pretense of, di of direct selling. So the, the pro if once you buy it, it's supposedly sold. It went somewhere. Where did it go? And some cases people just use it up throw it away. I've talked to many people that just said it went to the dumpster. I didn't want to see it in my house anymore. Well, Which is a whole other environmental issue with yeah, this just yeah, crap being thrown other, away right. and bought and thrown. And, but it's, but it's um, it, it, you know, but officially uh, the, it's called sell, selling. And that's why 
and I know we, you addressed this at the beginning too, uh, these terms, selling, no, it wasn't sold. I bought it and then I recruited other people and they bought it. And that's really what the essence of the business was. So let's not call this selling. Um, you know, we, we don't have a word. That, that's eventually, I hope we get to this because if we're going to discard those words, what are the new words? How exactly. do you describe this thing? Even, you know, inventory. Was it really inventory? Because if you don't really sell it, resell it, if you're just, re it's not really inventory. It could be anything. And it, it, it's, you know, it, it could be Bitcoins. It could be anything. It, it doesn't really matter what it is. So, um, so, but the point is, it's all about recruiting. So yeah. this is, this goes, and remember these four characteristics intertwine. They all fit together. The endless chain, of course, how does it become an endless chain? You have to recruit. Why would you recruit? Well, because it's an endless chain. But why would my recruiter, the people I recruited recruit? Because it's an endless chain. Well, why would people do that? Well, because every people on the chain are paying. So there's the pay. Right, it's the only way the scam, quote unquote, works. That's the only way it works. <laughs> right. So it's an internal money, which is the last characteristic. We, you know, when, you, when you get to that one, you'll see how that one fits into Exactly. It. Um, I have one other example of this recruiting thing. So there's this girl in my Facebook. She's the wife of a friend of mine. She's been like every single day going live on her little stories and, and talking about this new business opportunity. She's, she's leaving her other two MLMs because this one is a ground floor opportunity. She's shown these graphs of like, we got to get in before the saturation. I've always wanted to be closer to the top. I mean, she's literally, I'm literally watching this and going, do you understand that you're literally describing a pyramid scheme and every day I've watched this and just sort of been like she has no idea that she's doing this she's like the best way is to get in now so you're up top um she's claimed this morning that she has over 26 people that have joined since Monday last Monday so in a week she got 26 people to join and today I took a screenshot of one of the things she said her little caption and it says so we do sell products, but the business opportunity may very well be the best product we have. <laughs> and I was like, and there's, there's the recruiting mandate, girl, you are getting that checklist. You are checking off my checklist and I'm not even asking you to do it. And you are just falling right into it. So, you know, yeah, so I mean, she, in her case, to justify it, she's saying, well, I, for this thing to be legitimate, it has to be selling a product. But in reality, I know that I don't, it's not from selling products, it's from recruiting. Okay, we'll call recruiting selling a product. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and she is, yeah. she's selling the and product and the product is the business. Or yeah, quote unquote, business. Business. it's not is, a business. Um, it, it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's an just, endless chain scheme. And so it's an endless chain proposition. And it would be the same as if you had said, I got this deal for you, Roberta. Uh, give me a hundred bucks. And uh, go find five people to give you a hundred bucks and you've made $400, <laughs> right? And you say, why in God's name would I give you a hundred? Because I just told you, you could do, go get five other people and you could make $400 uh, net. Okay. Why would those people give me a hundred dollars each? Because you can tell them exactly what I just told you. And it's then the they can thing. get hundreds of dollars that's, that's too. The, if somebody talked to you like that, you'd say, you're either crazy or you have, you, you have, uh, you think I'm a fool or there's something wrong here. 
get away from me, right? You're yeah, dangerous. absolutely. You're, like you're that dangerous. screams scam. When you take yeah. away these legitimate terms, it screams yeah. scam. You yeah, take away right. any of these business acumen and business trainings and business anything, and it's 100% a scam. The other thing this girl's talking about getting in before the saturation, she's like, it's a ground floor opportunity. It's a brand new opportunity. Finally, it took me three days to figure out what company she was talking about because she didn't mention it. But I found her, she tagged somebody and I looked at their page and I found out that it's Q Sciences and Q Sciences has been around since 2012. So it's not a ground floor opportunity and it's not a new business. It's nine years old. And there are already thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this company. It is not brand new. So that again is even very manipulative that she's lying so i don't know if she's personally lying or if this person above her is lying to her and it's being perpetuated down but again that's another thing that you see are these lies that are perpetuated to get people into this recruiting mandate tell them whatever they need to hear to sign that contract anything they need to hear is what they need just get that signature on that contract yeah so we we've described you know we've described a business based on an impossible model the endless chain we've after describing the Indeslot model, we said, not only is it impossible, but you pay to get in it. So you have to deceive somebody into getting into an impossible scheme, right? You, nobody does that voluntarily. And then in order for it to work, you have to, you have to go and get more people and they have to get more people and, and so on. And perpetuate so what, the scheme. what would be for <laughs> such, a, for such a, a, a phenomenon as this, for such an activity as this, what would be the, the main thing you have to do? Well, you have to deceive because none of this is real. Anything that it won't bear examination, none of it will. Any little piece of it that you take apart, the so-called selling, the, the proposition of the endless chain, the, the, the justification for all these payments, none of them hold water. So how do you do it? Well, you've got to lie. If you right. lie enough, they, these things can actually seem to be plausible, or at least the lie can divert you from looking at it closely. So lying becomes the core competency of MLMs. The better you lie, the more sincere you are in your lying, uh, the more opportunity you might have to get somebody else's money. You didn't earn it. You stole it because you lied to get it right they lost you won that's not business that's not called business business is a exchange of value that's what business is so and business requires voluntary contracts people know what they're doing when they do business they know what they're getting into usually (laughs) nine times out of ten yeah i mean there are little variations on that but you're not in a, if, if you go into a business and it's something altogether different from what you thought it was, you got scammed, you got defrauded. And so in multi-level marketing though, that's the whole idea. Get them to see, think it is something different from what it actually is. That requires lying. Yeah. You, um, in one of our last email exchanges, you, you dropped some good quotes and I wrote them down because I was like, yes, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you said, of course, no MLM could operate without deception. Deceiving is MLM's core competency and its primary mission is to get people to believe its lie. Yeah, that's, uh, and, and I, in the book, I, that same chapter we were talking about where I'm speaking to a reporter who's asking me, you know, uh, 
they just have a few questions about this and they think they know what they're getting into. And then I, I, through the conversation, they realize, oh my God, I, I didn't even know. Oh my God, you know, yeah, right. It's not direct selling. Oh, right. They're not making money, right? This can't work. So then they, you know, as we go further, well, what is the mission of the business? Well, the basic mission is to get you to believe. That's really, when you, when you walk out the door as a multi-level marketer, your core, your main, your goal is to convince somebody, to persuade them, to lure them into this fantasy world. That's the main thing. Once they're in, all that other stuff falls into place because you have the disguise of business. You can charge them for this and charge them for that. You can lock them into a contract they can't get out of. You can promise them the moon. It doesn't really matter because now you've lured them into this other dream world that is called a business. And, but the first thing is to get them to believe. That's the main thing. As soon as people stop believing, that's when they quit. Right. They see it. They pull the curtain back and they're like, oh, it's not like an all all magical, powerful being. It's an old man with a microphone who's like, don't look at the man behind the curtain. It's it's the wizard. And that's why also when when you enter multi-level marketing world, uh, they'll tell you that, that the, the believing itself is the ingredient for success. So uh, anybody who stops believing, that's why they lose. So it's right. the quitter, the doubter, the skeptic, the, the loser, hater, the bitter. The hater. Yeah. What, who, what is the common denominator of all that? They didn't believe. So, you know, this is why many people call multi-level marketing a cult. Oh, yes. First thing oh, yeah. of a cult is to lure you into a, a, a dream world to prevent you from critically thinking, to require you to unquestionably believe and follow the leader who is now exalted to the status of a god. They introduce a special language in MLM. It's this gibberish business language. And then they also tell you you're either in or you're out. And anybody who questions it, stay away from them. So, you know, they're, they're the doubters. They're the dream stealers. So these are all exactly the elements of a cult. Exactly. And yeah. so the, what is the main mission of a cult? Get the person to believe, believe it. And then Once give believe, us their money. You can take everything from them. You can right. take their whole lives from them. And that leads us to number four, which is the last, the, the, four, the final cornerstone of a multi-level marketing company is the extreme money transfer from the bottom to the top, at least 80% of wealth right to the top. Right. That's how they all work. Yeah. Um, and I've, I know this is, this is, uh, how, how do we get to this? Uh, this is the, in many ways, the most obscured because um, after you, they, you pass through the idea of an endless chain, but they got you into the dream world, thinking about your children or about your future so you didn't really focus on the impossibility of that. Right. A lot of platitudes and surface superficial answers to questions that you get, you ask the question and they give you this very basic superficial answer and hand you a cookie and you go, okay, that makes sense. And you don't go, 
okay, it kind of makes sense, but I have a few more questions. No one ever yeah. does that. And if you do, like you said, you're a bitter, you're a hater. Don't, don't associate with that person. They're negative. They, um, th- their business is going to fail. Watch, watch their business will fail. Everybody watch this person fail. And of course you realize what's going on. You leave the company and everybody says, well, see, they failed. I told you they would yeah. fail. I knew it. I could so, see it so from the beginning. Fulfilling. Yeah. So then, then they guess you past the endless chain impossibility. Then they got you to start uh, paying, which you most, you know, that should be a red flag normally. Wait, wait a minute. You're asking me, I'm coming here to start work. I'm paying you. I thought it was supposed to be the other way around, you know. But you own your own business, Robert. And yeah. so you and have to put a lot of energy and effort and money into it. Right. If you're starting your own business, I don't, I don't see how it's any different. <laughs> yeah, but you don't really own the business anyway, but so there you are, and then you, it's called direct selling, but you discover almost immediately, you gotta be, you gotta be recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Okay, so now you've, you've gotten past all this, and then you come to this fourth element of it that I have found almost nobody examines very well, and because it really is the one that runs right past you that you don't even know about almost, which is the money transfer. Now, the money transfer is a formula, it's a math formula, there's money, flowing, coming in the door, going somewhere. Where does it go? You pay, somebody pays out, you recruit, they pay. Where does it all go? Very few people know where it all goes. They tell, well, it's in the pay plan. Just look at our very simple compensation plan. All right, now look at one of those compensation plans. And I defy anybody to try and understand these things. And I've talked to economists, I've talked to reporters, I've talked to uh, PhD uh, stock analysts who, who are looking at, they can't figure it out either, the pay plan. But you can look at the pay plan. One simple way to look at it is the consequences. How does it work out? What happens? So now if you take their, those income disclosures, you, you can actually work this out without a whole lot of math. It doesn't require a lot because some of them will tell you, here's how many people are at this level or what percentage of people at this level, and here's what their average income is. Oh, okay. So we can multiply that and see what, how much money that level got. And you can do that for each level, and then you add them all up. Now we know what the total payout was, and we know what each level got of the rewards, the so-called commissions. And in every case that I looked at, and my colleague who's passed away, John Taylor and I, Overall, we looked at over 400 companies and and we looked at a large number of these income disclosures. Not every company has an income disclosure, but many of them do. And I I think that's incredible that there is no law that says that these companies have to have these. Well, it's not only that there's no law, the Federal Trade Commission adopted a policy that um, MLM is particularly, is specifically exempt yeah. <laughs> this is the power, the political power that MLM has. Incredible. That was so, one of my favorite parts of your book was like the, the eye-opening political aspect yeah. where I was like, I'm sorry, who, what? So if you look at this, what you discover, it's really, some, if anybody has ever been in real sales work, this is much more clear to them. But most people have never actually been in a real sales job. But let's say you did have a sales job where there's, you know, you, you're a salesperson, you go out and sell a product and you have a manager and that manager has a manager and that. So there's maybe four managers above you and then there's you and you go out and sell the product and there's a commission. When you make the sale, you get a commission. If you break those down 
any company on earth, you will see that the sales guy, salesperson, saleswoman, salesman, gets the majority, the great majority of the whatever is going to be paid in commission on that say transaction, there will be an amount, 30, 40% will go to commissions. And it will be shared by the person making the sale, the person who managed the person making the sale, the person who managed the manager of the salesperson. Usually there's three or four levels. You add it all up, you'll see that the person that made the sale got the majority of the money, almost all of it. A little piece was taken and given to these other levels. Right. Multi-level marketing is the opposite. It's right. The opposite. Exactly. So like in a traditional sales, you would, you know, there's a 40% commission. So the salesman makes like, for the sake of round numbers, 35%. And then his manager makes a 1% commission and his manager makes a 1% commission at one, one, one. And it is at the end of the day, it's 40%. But with multi-level marketing, we see the exact opposite. Exactly. Exactly. It's flipped on its head. It's turned upside down. And you can see it in those pay plans. If you do a little reverse math on it that over 50 to 80% of all the money, it's usually 80%, will go to the top two or three levels. In most cases that I looked at, over 50% of the total commission paid on all the transactions went to the top 1%. Okay, now that, that would be unbelievable if, you, if in a normal business job, you'd say, well, now we got this product, it's $1,000 and, and there's a, uh, this 40% of that is going to be commission. So you go out, you find the customer, you persuade the customer, you enroll the customer and you sell the product to them. Of the 40%, you'll get five and the managers will get 35. Who would take that deal? <laughs> Nobody. Uh, 120 million people. <laughs> yeah. Because they haven't seen it, because they, you know, it wasn't right. explained. It's not presented in a way that's yeah. easily consumed and understood. The John Oliver show did such a beautiful and so quickly showed how this, this pay plan is one of the flim flam tricks of multi-level, where the guy comes on and says, I'm going to show you how simple this pay plan is. And within three sentences, you've lost him. You can't exactly. figure out what he's talking about anymore. And, and then you, okay, well, I can't understand him. Let me go read it. There are so many levels, so many variables, so many requirements that you can't grasp it. You would not understand how this works, you know, except that you know that the guy at the top is making a lot of money and the people at the bottom are not, but you don't understand how it actually is funneled up to the top. So this is a sign that what is that pay plan describing? First of all, it's revealing that the money is coming from the chain itself, not right. from an external market or customer. It's coming right from the chain. That's the pay to play part. That's why they're getting you to keep paying because you're the customer. Exactly. You are the customer. You are the customer. The second part is the, the recruiting mandate because the only thing actually rewarded is recruiting. So that yeah, MLMs will always tell you, you never get paid to recruit, but actually the only people who do get paid recruit. So right, you don't get paid to recruit, you get a recruitment bonus after they're after recruited. You recruit. Yeah. <laughs> so so in, in reality, the pay plan nakedly reveals that uh, that this thing is about transferring money from the last ones in, and that when they make a transaction and they make their, their enrollment, 
and they buy their upstart upfront up inventory or whether they pay their whatever it is and they start paying monthly, whatever they're paying, and they're all down there at the bottom, the majority of the money uh, that is allocated for commission, which is really just transfer, is going straight up to the top under that formula, which you couldn't understand. Right. And unfathomable um, to you. You, you mentioned in the in the chapter how simple the play plan the play plan is presented, um, but it it's very easy to be lost in its complexity and its incomprehensible variables. And then you say, and I highlighted this as well because I think it's important: this guile of claiming simplicity of something hopelessly complicated is to get the listener to abandon due diligence and just accept the wondrous assurances of the promoter without understanding anything. He said it so simply, so it must be my fault for not understanding the explanation. And anybody in multi-level marketing, will, if they think about it, will say, God, that's, that's so true. That's Everybody's been in anywhere near multi-level. You abandoned your thinking. You say, I can't figure it out. And I've talked to journalists who do exactly the same thing. Their job is now, the editor tells them, go out there, there's this thing, LuLaRoe, whatever, you know, Herbalife, go, go out there and uh, give me a story. There's a lot of controversy about it. And so somebody's suing them and so on. And when you've got three days to do it, yes, they end up calling me. And, and a lot of them do, not all of them, but a lot of them end up calling me. I think me or some somebody. of them call me too. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, me or somebody like me. So there's only a few people really that, that they can talk, talk to. So they'll call and they go through exactly the same thing. They have stopped thinking about it. They just, so they're going, can you explain it? I need somebody just to explain it. And they said, well, you like how much time do you have? <laughs> they, they shut down. They had already shut down. But they were told this was a business, direct selling, millions of people in it. So they're going, then all these millions of people must understand it. So if I don't, it must be, I guess I, I just didn't pay enough attention during that algebra class, you know? Right. I'm like, I'm math dumb. This makes sense I, to other people. Dumb. So yeah, I, sh- people. I should figure it out. Like, I'll just figure it out as I, I'll just figure it out as I need to. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So these are all rationalizations. And I've, I've even heard people, I've talked to people that were in Amway for over 10 years. And I say, well, now surely they had studied that paper. They had never studied it. 10 years. They couldn't ex- explain to me how it worked. What's, how does the pay plan work? You know, I haven't talked to an Amway person yet, but I've, I have talked to someone from ACN and Herbalife and Young Living and the stories are all the same. They're all the same. All the same. You know, don't wait for the Amway. You don't need to. Fact is, a lot of people, Amway it was one of the oldest and largest, still is the largest, I believe, in the United States worldwide. And it has many, many, many people have been through Amway and then they, they go off to another one. This, this whole thing about um, Keith Raniere, you know. Oh, that, yeah. Where did, where did he start? He started in Amway. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. I mean, a lot, a lot of these people start off in Amway. So, and that, and, and Amway becomes the training ground for this. Right. And I mean, Amway was just the quote unquote legal version of Neutralite. (laughs) Didn't they absorb Neutralite into Amway? (laughs) Eventually they did. Yes. The, the two people who founded Amway, there were two men, uh, Jay Van Andel and Richard DeBoss, 
the, the father-in-law of Betsy yep. DeBoss, who became head of American schools. Um, uh, <clears throat> they worked for 10 years in Neutralite, which was the first MLM. And so they were trained in the first MLM. Yeah, I mean, they, they were there at the beginning, at, not at the exact beginning, but they got into it at its early stages when it boomed, and then they also saw it fall off. And so uh, they left that, started a new company, took 5,000 of the salespeople at least with them, duplicated it exactly, except they changed the product. So they realized long ago, again, as we said, what is the product? As, as, as your uh, person there that you had quoted says, the, the, our real product is the business, Absolutely. not the product. It's not the tangible consumer product, that's just a prop. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.